This is a testimony from Miriam Groth. She says, I was first introduced to Rev by signing up for the Clean Harding Challenge in 2016, the day before the deadline. Through that challenge, I lost 25 pounds of physical weight and five plus years of heart and spiritual weight. God healed my heart of so many strongholds and he showed me that I had an idol of understanding because I kept saying, if you just tell me why I have all this pain, I will understand and trust you. I was also living the lie that God was not safe. As a result, I did not feel safe in any of my relationships or circumstances. He brought so much breakthrough and healing into my life through that challenge. Miriam, thank you so much for sharing your testimony with us. Uh, this is amazing. You guys, this is exactly why we do our challenges, exactly why it is not about the fitness, but it's a great, great tool. So we are inviting you today, Mark's 48 hours left to join our 21 day core focus challenge. Any donation amount gets you in. We encourage you to do the best you can to, to give what you can to a little bit past comfort for you. $10 is something we suggest, but if you can give the best you can give, please do so. Um, anyone who gives $100 or more, you will be with me in my personal Facebook group, and we're gonna have time together getting after the core issue. I'm really looking forward to this. And again, you guys, it will change you. Our challenges do more than just to give you, you know, strength of your core and all that stuff. You will be strengthened, but it's measurable, immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. Um, it's, it closes tomorrow night, Friday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Signups will close September 11th, and then we will start September 14th, that Monday, together. So tell a friend, grab a friend. What do you have to lose? Nothing. The workouts every day are like five minutes long for your cord with that focus. But you'll also get workouts, um, full-length workouts if you care to choose. Use the podcast. We kind of try to organize and design a program for you for 21 days. It's thorough, it's complete, lacking nothing. Okay, so swipe up to join, don't miss out. One more thing, today's teaching is about how to not overeat or undereat. Sophia? Yes. How do you not overeat or undereat? That is something that I've struggled with for most of my life. And I feel like that's true for many people, especially for this year, this last 2020 year of excellence. Yes. Um, I've had a lot of encounters with not being able to feed my body. Mm -hmm. And I feel like thus far, the biggest way for like me to trust is honestly trusting my body like when it's hungry and mm -hmm. when it's not hungry and to feel the difference. Yep. And to also, um, kind of check my emotions before I eat because I know that like sometimes if I get really upset I'll want to eat mm. so I think it's just honestly overall checking in with yourself of if you're actually hungry or if you're just using food to cover something else so true so good well in the teaching today I talk a little bit too about temptation like how dealing with temptation because really if you think about it to overeat or undereat because you're not that's not hunger if you're hungry you should eat right right but the temptation to overeat or undereat that's not of god hunger feeding your hunger is of god but temptation um isn't something that god god uses it but it doesn't come from god 
So we're going to talk about temptation today because if we can deal with temptation, then we can get after what happens, whether we are prone to overeat or undereat. So, okay. Thank you for those words of wisdom, Sophia. Thank you for being your name, Sophia. Sophia, you're your name. Love it. Thanks, guys. All right. See you in the Core Focus Challenge. Peace. Well, hey, everybody. Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, coming back here to just weekly say hello, see how you're doing, maybe encourage you with some biblical truth and really fun facts that we know about the body and how we form habits and overcome bad habits, create new ones, because when it comes to a lifestyle change of wanting to get healthy, uh, feel better, live and feel better in your body. It's a habit thing. It's a mind thing. We got it right because if we could do it, we would do it. But somehow we fall back into uh, ruts or routines. And sometimes I just want to say sometimes we obsess and make it about more than it needs to be. So we are the people who take a good thing and make it our God thing. And so here at Revelation Wellness. We talk about all the good things. We talk about the bad things too, because with God, all things work together towards good. But God, God is the point. God is our starting place, our home base, our center. Hi, Janice, as you're coming in, take a minute to say hello. Tell me, give me the abbreviation of the state that you are in or the country. If it's, I don't think it's abbreviated if it's a country. So let me know where you are so I can say, uh, so I can just be like, wow, how does this even happen? Here we are doing this. Uh, so we're going to talk today about the temptation to overeat or undereat because they're pretty much equal. A lot of people go, who the heck is worried about undereating? Well, like I said, we take good things and make it our God thing. And so we can take food and start to, you know, get healthy with it get new habits going around it. But if we think it's the food or even our habits that are saving us, then we will just continue to add habits, add, ha add laws on top of laws on top of laws. Before you know it, we took our freedom and destroyed our freedom with rules and regulations. And now we are restricting our life and we call it freedom, but we're really bound up. Or we are have no boundaries and everything's permissible. And that yet we are, um, again, living a constricted life of not really feeling and being living free. So this is the healthy tension we hold in this, in this place and when you follow this page. Everyone repeat after me. Tension. It's, we're going to talk about tension today because if we're going to talk about temptation, we have to talk about tension. They're pretty much the same thing. And I believe you're going to leave here today feeling empowered with a sense of agency over your life when it comes to the things you do that you don't want to do and you want to create a new mindset. I talked last week about mindset. It was a powerful teaching. If you missed it, go to the podcast and listen to the. Actually, I think it'll come out this week, so stay tuned. It'll be titled Mindset. Uh, that's what we really want, right? We want to set our minds uh, in this place of peace, a place of well-being, but we find ourselves kind of slipping into old thoughts. So we have to deal with the tension that we feel 
to be pulled into other directions, okay? So get out a piece of pen, a paper. We're gonna take notes because here's the great thing. Elisa Keaton is not coming here to just give you some great ideas. This is based on biblical truth, the word of God that formed the world. It's his word that spoke. The stars were hung, the sun would spin, the earth would tilt, and you and I would take form from that. We have to come to that. You got to get that in your mind and set your mind. Are you created by a creator God or are you just creating your own God because you don't believe there is one who is true? Uh, that's really important because if any of these teachings are hanging out with us here at Revelation Wellness is going to make any sense, you've got to make up your mind about who God is. You have to make up your mind about who Christ is. Christ. I love it. It's Tim Keller who says you either have to kill him or king him. You've got to make up your mind. This Christ figure who came, he's historically recorded just as much as Gandhi or Martin Luther King or any of these other people. Jesus is recorded to have come and walk the earth, but there are these uh, theories about what happened. His body was never found. And if you don't want to find God, all you got to do is choose not to find God. But if you want to find him, he will be found and he is in the person of Jesus, which is good news because the gospel, which points us to the work of the cross that Jesus did, says you cannot earn this new lifestyle. It comes through the kindness of God that leads us to repentance, that leads to new life. So we now can overcome everything. I want you to put a number one in the, in the comments if you feel like you're still struggling to get food or body health or whatever it is, feeling content in your body under your feet. If you're still feeling that struggle, because I will come to you to say, I'm not a woman who struggles anymore, I, although I do have times, there always are things, I'm human, but I know what it's like as a 30-year fitness professional who was steep, deep in the fitness world, competing, using my body, trying to make it my tool and my thing to get accolades, earn a, a reputation, whatever it is, it was fleeting. It was empty. At the end of it all, as Solomon would say, it was vanity just vanity, chasing after the wind. So I am here today to teach only what I know. I cannot teach something in theory. I will only tell you and teach what I know to be true, that I'm still working out to some degree, but I can give you hope as a woman who was once there. So if you put a number one and you're still just having a hard time, listen, shame off of you. Shame off you. There is a new way and today Maybe you've heard this before, but I bet I'm going to say something you maybe haven't thought about in relationship to food and temptation and what you are getting snagged by so that you can walk in an abundant, free life, whether you tend to overeat or obsess about your body and undereat. Both of them are rooted in a spirit of fear. Both of them are. And God is love and his love drives out all fear. So let me first thing to say, as we get, jump into this teaching, you're loved. You're loved. And by the way, you are so loved that I'm inviting you to join our 21-day core focus challenge, which is open now for signups. The link is above. 
Any donation amount gets you in. And we're going to get after some core things. These are core issues that we have got to resolve, kill him or king him, so that we can live the abundant life. So we're going to train not only our core progressively, because I, I do believe the physical of what, what everything that's been made reflects the glory of God. Your body, how it works, how it bends, how it twists, how it rests, how it regenerates, all the things it does it reflects the glory of God. And by the way, just the body alone, Kim, I love always thinking about this. The fact that you can cut your finger, bleed, and not bleed out and die is grace. The fact that it can heal, the fact that just give it a little attention, rest it, put a Band-Aid on it, don't pick at it, it will heal. Just the body alone. You break a bone, you break a bone, you break a bone and it can heal. And not only that, if you break a bone, as it heals, it comes back stronger. That area of the bone actually gets thicker than the first time around. So everything about the body points towards the goodness, the glory of God's design. Our core muscles, without them, you cannot move, the, do, the, do the squat, do the bicep curl. You can't do any of it without your core muscles. But we often overlook them because we don't think about them. And if we think about them, we're looking at them as, why don't I have six-pack abs? We're looking as if to see something in a mirror that, that is fleeting. How strong are we in the course? Let me make sure you know that. If you join our core focus challenge, we're not telling you you're going to have six-pack abs in 21 days. We're saying you're going to have a stronger core. There has been studies that show track athletes that did a, a core routine. They were given a core program to follow, increased their 5,000-meter run. They increased the speed at which they could do it. So low back pain can go away. So many great things can happen. So I want you to consider any donation amount gets you in uh, as little as $10. We encourage $10 would be great, but if you can't afford that, fine. Do your best. What you give is what you will get. But we're going to train your core and our core beliefs because we've got to establish a new mindset to do new things, and we've got to deal with this one temptation. So let's deal with it right now, all right? You're going to walk away today. And you're going to think about this. Repeat after me. Get in your car and drive. Say that. Get in your car and drive. And I'll talk about that more in a second. It says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, Paul is talking. Whenever you read the book of Corinthians, just know it's us. It's pretty much who we are today. In Corinthian, they were living a very progressive lifestyle. They had faith and they had uh, sexual freedom. They were indulging in food and all the pleasures of the body. And they, got, they were basically just packing. If it was good, it was God, right? And that's where we take good things and make them our God thing. And they're just piling it on. And Paul comes to tell them, listen, you guys <laughs> have forgotten that you are saved by grace through faith, and that means you've been brought into a newness of life. We have to die to the old and come into something new. And so he picks up in verse 12, talking to them, reminding them, and again, they are very sexually permissive. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Paul says everything is permissible, but don't be mastered by anything. It's possible that we can have Christ and him not be king. We got to king him or kill him, right? So therefore, let anyone who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken 
Well, I lost my overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Look at this. This scripture, again, he's telling them, listen, you're going to be tempted, but there's no temptation that you're going to experience that others aren't experiencing. Temptation, the word temptation means a trial, a testing, or an experiment. We will be tried and tested, and God is doing that experiment in us. Why? Not so that he would know what's going on with us, but we would know. All our trials are testings and experiments. I like that word experiments because it's more curious. It's more, I wonder if I mix a little of this, what might happen? If I, if I just get a three days less uh, sleep, what might happen? You'll find out. It's, everything is kind of an experiment. It allows for some curiosity. Testing and trials are like, ugh, we don't like them. It all falls into temptation. They're all the same thing. Here's what you need to know. Temptation is the tension that brings increase in our life. As we can overcome temptation, that tension of saying no increases us every time you do what you know is right to do. Paul says to know what is right to do and not do it is sin. Okay? So we got to deal a little bit with the fact that we're disconnected from ourselves. Anyone give me a number one if you don't realize you've sinned until you've sinned. Oh my gosh. I'm going to take a water break. Drink some water. Right? Isn't that kind of the definition? I don't know I've sinned until I've sinned. Like I've, I've sinned and the Lord sinned. Like I just did what doesn't feel good, it didn't help the situation, it hurt the situation, I did harm. A true disciple in Christ does no harm. We do no harm. Now, it doesn't mean we don't bring heavy things, but we don't crush it on people. We don't use our power or our whatever, our justifying, our, our ways to crush other people. We know. Usually, after the fact that we've sinned, we've sinned. So here's the first thing. For anyone who wants to learn how to overcome the temptation, and I'm speaking, you know, specifically if you want to say overeat, you're just doing what you don't want to do. And undereat, you're fearing that if you do it, that you won't be, you will be fat, you'll be old, you'll be ugly, whatever it is, right? We said those are fear-based. Whoever that is, if you're going to overcome that, that temptation, first thing, before I can even tell you about getting in the car and driving, you have to be able to just observe yourself and recognize this is why it's so important. I get passionate about this. This is why go do our revving the words, go do our be stills, go do go to, do our challenges, do the things we're asking you. Cause all we want you to do first is you got to come home to yourself. You got to be able to come into your body so that when you notice the feeling, listen, everyone who has sinned had a feeling and a thought that preceded it. It's not a sin to feel mad to feel angry. It's not a sin to, to think bad thoughts. Not a sin. It's when you act upon them. We have got to have the awareness that, man, I am thinking jealously. I'm thinking so negative right now. I'm feeling shame. I'm feeling counted out. I'm 
somebody give me like some emoji, shoot up something right now. This is true. This is huge. This is why you go to another Bible study, another personal conference thing, and it develops you and it tells you what to do. And it piles on all these things to do. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do them. But you don't do them. Why don't you do them? Because you're not home. Nobody's home. And then you do the thing you don't want to do. And then there is recourse. You can go clean it up. You can fix it. But usually, majority of people don't. And then they go away in shame and they justify and they go, well, it wasn't that bad. Maybe they don't notice. Sweep it under the rug. And we wonder what's weighing us down. And it's that our hearts have been suppressed for so long that we are nobody's home. We, we don't even know what's going on with us. When you do a revving the word, when you move your body and you listen to our teachings, they will help you to come back to your body so that you become a really good student. You can listen and, and take some cues from what's going on with you. It really just allows space for the Holy Spirit to come and partner with you now. It's not you trying to save you. It's leaving some space for you, okay, Holy Spirit, I need you to teach me. God, presence of God, I'm going to need you to be here right now. But when we exercise and move our bodies, we're getting into the limbic brain, which is your youngest part of your brain. It's where you formed a lot of habits, a lot of coping skills, a lot of worldview, because if you had a tough childhood or bullied, all those things get stored in the limbic brain. But when we move our bodies... You get limbic, you, you settle into the limbic brain so that you can kind of feel what you feel and be aware of what's going on. Everything about moving the body comes from that creative place of play and that is in your limbic brain. But then we bring the word of God, which helps you to think higher. So it's rewiring, integrating your brain. So now with that, you can hear the word of God and do the word of God. Because you've got a little bit of space between you, your flesh, the world, so that the Holy Spirit can come on in. Okay, so when Paul says, therefore, let anyone who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. What's the first thing we see? Pride. Remember I talked about if you sinned, but you don't know you did it until you've already done it. Like you did you, the temptation. You just, you just did it. You didn't even realize you're being tempted. It's just you did what you do. And then you don't do anything about it, that's pride. Greatest way to deal and excavate the sin and the sickness and the disease of pride is humility. Just to say, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Can I ask you, how many hearts here would be healed right now? Would not be healed, would be relieved to get that phone call from someone today. And they said to you, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. You were right. I hurt you. How, how many hearts right now are just like, oh my gosh. There's a lot of stuff we carry around. And we've, written, we've, we've forgiven. We've written it off. But there's always this little part of us that just goes, man, there'd be healing, right? So to humble and say, I got it wrong. That starts with us. That, that starts with us. So humble yourself. You're going to get it wrong. Can you try again? Yes. The answer is yes. So let anyone, let anyone who thinks he stands take heed. Just take warning because you're about to fall. 
So no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Everyone is being tempted. There is no temptation someone could put in the chat that you are facing right now. Temptation to have an affair in your marriage. A temptation to um, cheat on your taxes. A temptation to... Uh, do something in your job that would not be upright, but maybe a little bit. We're just tempted because it's little baits of, you know, it's not that bad. And it truly starts. We're told later on, I can't remember in what the book, that um, sin just starts with our desires. And desires that we give into, they're unholy or unrighteous uh, desires that we give into, then give birth to sin. And sin multiplies in our life pretty quickly. So there's nothing Guess what I'm trying to tell you? You're not alone. And that's really a good thing to hear. Because what in our pain and suffering, which temptation brings that tension, brings a sense of it's not comfortable, but it's not pain. Can we all get it? You've got to know the difference between discomfort and pain. When my mother was passing of cancer, it was uncomfortable. For me, pain, I'm sure, for her, but uncomfortable. I hate it. There's so much discomfort, so much. It was disorienting. It was ucky. It was icky. And when she finally passed, pain. Like it was, at that point, there was pain because it's not supposed to be that way. But temptation is part of the design in the garden. When God gave us our original design and told us what to do, be fruitful, multiply, Subdue the earth and have dominion. Subduing and having dominion are military terms. Subdue means to take into bondage, take into captivity. And to have dominion means dominate. Take out the trash. Be the head and not the tail. Be above and not beneath. Now God told these words to Adam and Eve prior to there being sin in the garden. Because... A tempter was going to sneak up pretty soon and create some tension to get them to try and be suspicious and draw their heart, their ears, their mindset away from God, believe a lie that he was holding out on them. But God had told them now, see, they forgot. They didn't subdue. They had the right there to take that thing into bondage. Take it captive. That is not what God said. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like my father. And they really, what they should have done is said, hold on, let me go talk to my my father. Let me go talk to God. Because he told they walked in the cool of the day with him. They had access to him, but they didn't. They didn't access him. They weren't aware of the temptation that was going on. They felt that tension and didn't know what to do with it. And the fruit looked pretty good. And they thought, well, that makes sense. That sounds like that might take away this tension. Probably won't be that bad. And here we all are on this side of probably not that bad in a global pandemic with cancer, divorce, things that just deconstruct what God called good. But there is a way through. There is a way. So I want to establish tension, temptation, Nothing wrong with it. God was getting them ready for temptation. You're going to be tempted. Don't worry. Remember who you are. Remember what you're called to do. Subdue and take dominion. No temptation, no tension has overtaken you that other people aren't feeling. So it's kind for our hearts to go, we're not alone. And I also love, we can read, Jesus began his ministry, before he began his public ministry, 
was tempted for 40 days. He dealt with it. He went back to his garden was a wilderness. And he went and dealt with this Satan, the snake, just the way we were supposed to. He rewrote history. So our story could be his story. He rewrote it, dealt with temptation. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted. He won't let that tension go on beyond your ability. I'm a personal trainer. If I had a person starting with me on the first day, I am not going to load up the barbell and ask for a one rep max. <laughs> I don't know. I'm assessing. I'm trying to figure out how, how is even their posture? If I'm going to even put weight on their body, how's their form? How's their posture? Do they have a rounded shoulder? The last thing someone who has a rounded shoulder needs is to get stronger in their chest. They actually need to release their chest. Strengthen their back and posture muscles. Get themselves back home so that they can build. But you got to come home first. So no temptation has seized you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He would not let you be tempted beyond your ability. He's not going to give you the weight that you cannot handle, attention that you cannot endure. But with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. Are you ready? Let's talk about the way of escape. Now, first of all, before I go to these three things, remember I said, if you don't have a practice of coming to yourself, of kind of doing an inventory, how am I feeling? Wow, what am I thinking? And you can only do that through a practice of stillness, which that's being stolen from us every day in this world, putting the phone down, sitting down, and just learning to be in your body. Those are what our Be Still and Be Loves are for, our meditations, um, our restorative uh, workouts that we do. That is what it's about. We turn off our calorie counters. We turn off our phones. We're not counting our macros because we have to start from a place of rest. How's your rest? If you don't have that, then these three things, the way of escape, you, you got, it's just not even going to come to you until after the fact. Okay, I hope that's making sense. Remember, he's the Prince of Peace. He gives us peace. The punishment was upon him that brought us peace. You don't have to feel peace to know that you have it. The keys given to you for peace on the cross, you now have. But you have to access it. You have to manifest and practice it in your life. Places of peace and joy and wonder. Do those things. Just take your eyes off of the scale, off of the bills, off of the things, and build some peace back up in your body, in your mind, because that's what's going on in the kingdom right now. The kingdom is not panicked about a pandemic. There's peace. Now, peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of a reconciler that God knows what he's doing with all the pieces so we can hold peace. Okay, the way of escape. Uh, there's a great book out called The Marshmallow Experiment. It was so fun to read. You guys probably have heard of it. You might have seen some people doing these little tests on their kids on Instagram where you put a marshmallow in a room, you ask some preschoolers to come in and you tell them to, there's a marshmallow and if they will wait to eat the marshmallow while the, while the teacher or the adult's gonna leave the room. And if they wait to eat it until the adult comes back, that they will get two marshmallows. 
two. Now these are kids of age to know that two is more than one and they just have to wait. Patience, wait. Oh, we're not good at that, guys. That's what's, that's what's getting stolen from us. That's why I'm telling you the ability to just be in your body and sit and not have to entertain yourself and scroll and do the next thing and make dinner and internet Zoom search and whatever. Like you've got to be able to just hold nothing. Just waiting. Patience. <laughs> All right. So that was marshmallow test. Just proved that the kids that could wait longer than they waited for, for the adult to return uh, after a set amount of time that received the two marshmallows, uh, those kids later in life, they followed them up into their mid-30s. And so the ones who could wait and had the patience and self-control to say no, to overcome the temptation, because they were sitting in some tension, that those kids later in life, perform, they, they had more successful lives. They were healthier. They made more money in their job. They, they said they had more job or more life fulfillment. Uh, marriages and relationships were healthier. Overall, their life, they were doing well. No drugs, alcohol, uh, run-ins with the law. They're living some uh, overall healthy, good lives. And I love the one about their health. Their health was in, was, they were in good shape, doing well. Not dealing with obesity, overweight, any of that. They've, they had learned something in them was given. The ones who didn't wait showed later in life that they struggled. They struggled with school, education, graduation, addiction, holding jobs, keeping jobs, relationships. So we, we, there's something here in our ability to hold the tension, to hold the tension. We hold it now for something greater later. That is really important to be thinking of. This is wired in you. Now, for those of you that didn't have that, and because I read that and I know people I love that they were the kids that would have taken, temp <laughs> taken that marshmallow right there. Listen, I want you to hear me say that. It's not your fault. Two things. One, you might have grown up in a home where it was intense, where you, you, you kind of had to look out for yourself. People made promises they didn't keep. You were living a little more in that cortisol land in your limbic brain. And so there's a marshmallow. So you took it. And the Lord smiles over you. And by the way, those children that did do that, um, it is was possible for many of them to reroute and do better in life. Not all of them failed, but most of them did if they weren't willing to learn new ways, a way of escape and practice it. Okay. So repeat after me. The way of escape is to get in my car and drive. Get in my car and drive. Car. Get in my car. I might even say get in my body because this body is your car. It's your vehicle. This. This. It's just a vehicle. It's like the body of your car, right? It can get smashed, but the car can still drive because this is my body. It's just the, the, the shape and size and model. But my motor is my mind. What makes me go somewhere, get out of bed, is my mind. My motor is my mind. My heart is the fuel. This is the car. Heart, fuel, gas. Got to put some gas in, some desires, my heart, some motivation here. 
I feel, that motivation is going to drive this mind. <laughs> the, the motor's up here in the vehicle. It's just how I get around without, you know, you don't see a car going down the road. It has to have a body. That's why we have body shops. You have to have something to put physical human bodies inside the car so that they're not just floating around in space. If there was a car driving down the road right now with no body, just a chair on rails, I'm sure it would get pulled over. It's illegal. You have to have some something around you to protect you, which is what this is. And oftentimes we use this truly to protect us. When we've got to be able to get in our car and drive. Okay. Car stands for cool it, abstract it, and relocate from it. Cool it, abstract it, and relocate from it. When you are tempted, and I told you, first thing, you've got to even know you're tempted because oftentimes we don't know we're tempted until we've sinned and then we're just like too far in to try and go back. So practice the ability to be in your car. Get the keys. You know that you're, you're driving. The car is not driving you. You're driving the car. So you got to get in your car and drive. The first thing to do, cool it. So when you have a temptation, uh, when I mean by cool it, it's to, the ability to not think of it from this high pressure I want place, but just cool it. So a lot of times that's why I tell people take a breath. Inhale, exhale. Cool it. Cool it. De Soften is nothing we say. Soften. Relax a little bit. Just cool it. The temptation feels hot in that moment. This is why it's important. You know why it will be hard to cool it if you're not well slept if you don't have good sleep, if you're not uh, well hydrated, if you are um, hungry, like really hungry, that's why don't go shopping on an empty stomach because everything's going to look good. So you're not, that means you're working on a high, hot burn. Cool yourself. Drink some water. Slow down a bit. The temptation was already building in you if the, self, the good self-care and attention wasn't there. So cool it. Just breathe. Maybe some of you need to just see, like, pour water on the thing, whatever it is. If you're obsessing over your body and you should feel like you should eat less calories, just cool it. Just put, put some water on the fire for a second. Don't. It's not so urgent. That's another way to think of it. This is not like a five-alarm fire. That's what sin tries to say. Now, 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 do it now. You, you, you. Instead of take a break for a second. No one's going to live or die if I have to make this decision right now. As something in the ministry we tell, I tell our team is that agency, urgency will cost you your agency. Like it has to happen right now. Whenever you think that, that's not the voice of God. He's the author of time. So cool it. It's not as urgent as you think. That's the first thing. The second thing, C is cool it. A, abstract it. This was fun in that marshmallow experiment. <clears throat> they said a lot of the kids, the kids that probably did the best in the waiting time with the marshmallow there, they began to play with it as if it was something else, like a puffy cloud 
or a big sugar cube for a, to feed a horse or something, a part of a, a castle or a home. They started to, to play and pretend that the marshmallow was no longer a marshmallow. It was something else. And I love that. That is such a beautiful way of us, that God invites us to go, you know, the thing you think it is, it's really so much more. What other ways could we look at this temptation? Abstract it. Even if it's abstracted to make it look so absurd that it doesn't even make sense. Because that pumps the brake on this need right now system. Because you're, you're confusing and puzzling yourself a little bit. Uh, a lot of times if you struggle with anxiety, therapists will say, um, start doing math in your head. Two plus two is four times eight. And like do, do weird math, do hard math, because that will abstract the tension that you're feeling in the anxiety and turn it into something else. And it just allows it to tone down. So C stands for cool it. Remember, this is not urgent. A, abstract it. Think about it in some other way. Think about it some other way. Maybe if it's a sleeve of Oreo cookies or whatever it is, that you could think about it as something like, well, these cookies could be uh, used for something else. Like maybe my neighbor's kids would like these cookies. I wonder what else I could do with these cookies. I know it sounds really strange, but you've got to allow your mind to open, openness for other things to enter in. Sin is really narrows our vision tight to think there's no other possibilities when there's so many more possibilities. And then finally, R stands for relocate from it. Relocate. Go and move yourself away. The children that got up and walked away to play with other things or do other things, to they didn't just stare at the marshmallow. For the they either turned it into something else for play or went and played somewhere else with it. They went away from it. Could hold. Unfortunately, a lot of them were even surprised when the when the teacher came back because they weren't. They were so enthralled with play. I love that. It's such a beautiful way to think. We just get too close to something, and what we need to do is pull away. Which takes me back again to that first point: the ability for us to just come home. You got to be home. If nobody's home, you're going to take all the temptation, all the time. When you are tempted, the way of escape. Is get in your car, cool it, abstract it, and relocate from it, and drive. You have the keys. No temptation has seized you. Jesus comes to show us the way. Tempted 40 days. He was tempted with power. He was tempted with possessions. He was tempted with the simple things of food. He was tempted in all the ways. And yet he did not sin. It is not a sin to be tempted. In fact, it's the very thing that increases your strength and that self-control, which is the fruit of the spirit that holds everything into place. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. It all holds in place by self-control. All right. Listen, I would love to answer questions, but my I do not know what's going on with Facebook. I can't, I see you guys are here. Bless you. Thank you. Share this. Would love that. Don't forget about the core challenge, but I can't see any comments. And that really frustrates me because I, I like at the end to answer any questions. So 
Go ahead and leave your question now. I do make it a point to come back. And you guys know I'm good. I'm good for this. I come back and answer questions. Um, I come back and just look for anything I can do to serve or help. I'll come back and do that later. So feel free to do that. I also might be, I see Fran is here. Some other people of the uh, ministry are here and perhaps they can answer your question. Core challenge. We got to get into our cars. <laughs> we got to get in this thing. This is a good body. You are a good idea. But we got to come back to what is first and most so that good things don't become our God thing. And we can live the life of holding tension and growing in faith that you would become a woman of rest, a man of rest, that no temptation, no circumstance, no global pandemic has seized you. It can't take you captive. You take it captive. Subdue and have dominion. All right. Thanks, God, for this time. I pray for every person that's hearing this, whether it's the podcast, Facebook Live, however they're hearing this. I pray it's good news. I pray you would reframe their pain with temptation and what you're doing. Help us to cool it, abstract it, and get in our cars and drive away from it. God, that you are giving us this word because you've already empowering us to do it. You've already given us the ability to do it. Uh, God, I speak to bodies that are hurting and aching, uh, things that are going on in our bodies that were never, ever intended to be, Lord, and there are things that we can do about it. Would you shine your wisdom into our hearts and we could make choices with our self-control that would please your heart and give us great, great joy. Uh, God, ask for healing right, right now that people would feel healing in hearts, not because that saves them, but because you are that good and kind and you want to point to even more goodness. God, that you are the miracle working God. The miracles are not the point. You are. So come and have your way. Do miracles. Do what you want to do in our bodies and build us up to be the people of faith on the earth that you know us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.